Hello, welcome to um, Rockbusters. I've, no, I knew you were going to say Rockbusters. <laughs> He's been throwing some of Carl Pilkington's abstract clues from Rockbusters at me, and I'm just I'm because the thing very is, confused. I don't know any of the bands or artists, but I know you do. I don't. Well, I, don't, I know you know of them. I might have heard of Sam Cooke at some point. I know I've heard of the what was the same Detroit Cook, Spinners, Detroit Detroit Spinners, Detroit Spinners. Yeah, I know of the Monkeys. There we are. I know them. The Monkey Keys. Yep. <laughs> right, let's move on. There's news. Anyway, it's Monday. Um, we've got some news. Um, woke in the streets. Uh, pro rapist York, and it just works. But so, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I did change the name of my segment from pro rapist York. By the way, oh, you did tell me. <laughs> I was expecting you to look. Well, I mean, that's what it is now. Well, it's anti-racist equals pro rapist. Just, just gonna change that real quick because I use the top to upload the clips. So I. If you hadn't so told me... That explains a lot. That would have been the title on YouTube. <laughs> and you would have uncritically thought, oh, a bit harsh there, Harry. Oh, uh, you know, fair enough. Don't I was... know if YouTube's going to be happy with that one, but oh well. There we are. So anyway, that's um, that's the cryptic clues. Let's get into the, 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 the song. No, all right. Well, I have no more announcements. I don't know what I'm riffing for. You're just trying to nothing. De delay the inevitable. Yeah, all right. Anyway. Woke in the... Sh 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 Fuck that up, didn't I? Colonized in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Woke in the streets and colonized in the sheets is a phrase that the old right uses, but also um, the old left use. Um, seemingly they in their own lives. describe themselves? Yes. It, it, this isn't a small thing either. This is um, going on for quite a while, it seems, and I thought I'd just put it all together because no one seems to talk about it as much as they should, in my opinion. So No one has been noting the ethnic breakup of woke activists on the streets quite as diligently as Callum has. It seems the more you hate white people, the more you want to have sex with white men. This is that Stone Cart Toss comic, Come to Life. Yeah, sincerely. I'm not even kidding. This isn't is oh, a haha, no, no, a genuine argument here that the more racist you are, the more you want to have sex with other races seems to be a trend. It does happen. Especially among the uh, old left there. So we'll start off by promoting something, which is why feminist immigration policy will save the West. Um... Did everyone would get a girlfriend, I guess? Even the old left. So there you are. Go no, still no. Well, they get a boyfriend. They're very dysgenic. Well, there's there's very much a gender uh, maybe divide a between the old right and the old left. I find, at least uh, through the examples of going. Go well, um, the old right is a very male sphere, and the old left is a very female. Sphere. Explains all of the homosexuals. That it certainly does, and we'll get to one of them later. But moving on, <laughs> <laughs> we'll start off with what most people are probably familiar with, which is um, the old right quite love Asians. And there have been a lot of articles, media, <laughs> many such this. cases. So, well, you know, Dan, for instance, is he all right? <laughs> He's close enough. All right, <laughs> has an Asian girlfriend? Maybe I don't what know. What else could be going on? But there you are. So this is the New York Times, who um decided to write about dating advice. I suppose if you're a racist, find yourself an Asian girlfriend. So, um... <laughs> no, they write the white supremacists of the far right have a yellow fever. <laughs> Real, real starting line there. This, this sounds like it could come from alt-right infighting that I've seen happen before. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing it, not calling it out. <laughs> anyway, they say an Asian woman fetish, people who don't know what that is. Um, so Andrew Anglin, the founder of the neo-Nazi website The Daily Stormer, once posted a video of himself with a Filipina he called My Jailbait Girlfriend. The young couple... <laughs> That's a really dodgy phrase to use. Filipinas for you. Uh, the young couple flirting as they sauntered through the Mega Mall in the Philippines. Richard Spencer, a white nationalist, had uh, a series of Asian-American women he dated, according to his ex-girlfriends. Uh, Spencer insists that this all happened before he no, embraced white nationalism. Before I was racist, guys, I swear. Now, I'm be now, now I, won't, I won't do it anymore. I just, I, 
Forgive He's just holding himself back. I had to see what all the fuss was about. <laughs> Said twitching in the corner. Said Spencer in an interview. <laughs> Didn't happen. Uh, so the New York Times then go on to denounce race mixing um, for some reason, which is unusual for them, but they, they don't like it when people who are on the, as they put it, the right have girlfriends who are of a different race. Okay. They go on to say that it's, it's all a myth and you shouldn't date Asian women. Um, certified New York Times opinion. Firstly, because they're not real good. The modern minority wait, myth. Wait, wait. I, I, I know why. I know why they... John, can you scroll up? Who wrote this article? Who wrote this article? Audrea Lim. Oh, okay. I don't know if... That, that sounds like a possibly... Uh, She's an Asian. 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 Okay. Because I have seen one thing that might motivate this kind of thing, which is some insufferable European women terrified that European men might decide that they can just go off and get an Asian girlfriend and then they're left 35, 40, eggless. Maybe. She may be uh, uh, no, second-generation American. There was, a, there was a clip going around on uh, on Twitter of, what's his name, JF, uh, I think that guy, talking about the, the threat of the Asian poontang to the European woman. <laughs> the <laughs> real threat to the white race is, yes, indeed, Asians. <laughs> That's not wrong. There you are. There's, uh, there's a lady in question. I think John's just slowed up there. But there we are. But no, the, the reason she argues that you shouldn't date Asians is because uh, they're not model minorities. In fact, they're just as likely to commit crime as anyone else, which... Um, try well, looking at the court. statistics, they're about uh, slightly less likely to commit crime well, than white people. The New York Times have told me different. Uh, the second oh, okay, reason, all right, okay. The second myth is that Asian women are subservient and hypersexual, which is um, mm -hmm. compared to Western women, of course. Presumably, maybe this. <laughs> you said this is like Asian dating. Maybe this is her dating <laughs> profile that she's just. No, no, she, she's times. saying I, I'm not sexual, and I, I also am not subservient in any way. Which I'm insufferable and will never put out at all. Please I mean, again, date me, please. Not a very convincing argument. You know, Asian women, particularly the Japanese, she talks about. They, they, they're just as feminist as Western women. Trust me. Don't go and talk to them and find out. Don't do that. And I've not been to Japan. <laughs> I don't even know if I've. Have I met a Japanese person in real life? I don't know. You don't know if they're real. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I've played plenty Is of Japan their... Is Japan real? I've played plenty of their video right games, myth. so I assume they're real. I don't know. It seems, seems like more far right. I've played Nintendo before. <laughs> Japan must be real. I love Nintendo the idea. That's exists. a great idea, though. If you've never met like a little Chinese fella, how do you know <laughs> China's Chinese. real? <laughs> I've met plenty of Chinese people. Uh, little Chinese fellas. Anyway, moving on. But Vice News also oh, did... Yep. Uh, a piece complaining about all this. Specifically, in this video, they complain that Jared Taylor speaks fluent Japanese to a Japanese news crew. He grew up there. I, I know, but it's, it's complaining. It's like, oh, God, look at him integrating. It's yeah. <laughs> a weird one. But they, they argue that it's horrible because he says in an interview with a Japanese news crew in that fake country of Japan that uh, <laughs> Asians have higher IQs than whites, which um, they, they are and sitting there just completely boggled that he might say that the white race is, you know... Not as good as the IQ field as the Asians. I mean, statistically, the East Asians, specifically Japan and South, uh, South Korea, Hong Singapore, Kong. they do statistically have higher IQs. I wouldn't trust some of the data coming out of Japan or North, uh, sorry, ch uh, China or North Korea, but those ones I can trust well enough. Like 250 IQ, average North Korea. What's your problem? I mean, makes sense to me. Yeah. Anyway, but the point isn't to talk about IQ, it's to talk about uh, the fact that this has been uh, documented for a while in, let's say, leftist circles. They're like, oh, the right, white race. Yeah, right. 
look at that Filipino wife there. And uh, <laughs> which is a weird, weird thing for them to sit around when they're like, yeah, I, 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 I don't mind race mixing, but the, well, the white race doing it. So, okay, only a certain type of white race. Anyway, but the old left have a different meme. And this is the meme. Yeah. Black feminists online, these white men are dangerous. Black feminists in real life, come here. I mean, Give me that. She's, not, she's not black, but that's basically AOC in the right picture. Although to, before we even get to her. Although <laughs> I, I have to admit, this is somewhat of an unrepresentative meme, if only because this is supposed to be some kind of chaddish Prince, La, uh, Prince Charming type. And the ones getting with the leftist activists tend not to be Chad Prince Charming types. It, it's a very good uh, market if you're an average guy to get with a uh, brown woman who hates white people. It's uh, it's pretty easy, it seems. Yeah. I, I imagine it's if vice versa. If you're willing versa. to hand over your balls in a nice little jar for her to keep on the mantelpiece, then I, you know. I imagine it's vice versa for the the Asians, where it's like you know, if you're a mid Asian, you probably get a nice uh, white supremacist, nice and easy. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We'll get to the next link here because, um, well, this meme has been known for a long time. Um, uh, you can see it here with Ashaka. Many such cases. What white people can do next. There's a lovely stream about dear white people and the privilege test. Wait, is, that, then, is that her husband? I don't know, but people are saying that this is her boyfriend. I'm taking it on word here. It mate, might not be. Mate, you can do better. Moving on. Moving on to the next one. Because uh, this meme has been known for a long time. See Sean Head posting here. I hate white people, GF. White BF. <laughs> not wrong, Shu. <laughs> Correct, in fact. <laughs> I didn't know that I could just make memes with stick figures. What, what do you think you had to draw? Wojax? Yeah. No, no. It turns out stick figures are back in the game. We'll get the next link because there is uh, obviously more and more. You can see here, Chris Rose posting. I've only just realized that um, name I can't pronounce. Martha's mum from Doctor Who. Ajo Ando. Yeah, the, the, la the lady from uh, Doctor Who there. Sounds like some galactic system in Star Wars, to be honest. Yeah, is uh, anti-white in the streets, but pro-white in the sheets. And uh, we'll go forward because there's uh, more of that. Because you may remember, of course, she gave a speech on the coronation, as you can see here. Oh, yes. Discussed on headliners, which uh, she discussed. I don't know if you can hit play there real quick just to get the, uh, I think it's the screenshot I was, I was hoping for. There we are. So you can see Martha's mum there saying that the Whoa. balcony was terribly white. And the lady next to her looking on with disgust. Perfect pause <laughs> game there. The face that she's pulling and that woman as well. Yeah. Which um, sums it up, really. I mean, true, true. But uh, yet another anti-white individual, publicly, when privately, is like, yeah, come on, give us some of that. <laughs> I presume that's how these women talk. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's go to the next one. Sorry, <laughs> 30 more. AOC, someone who um, any day of the week will be tweeting something about white supremacy and how it runs America. Why white people are evil. It could be that our white supremacists... You want to give this a scroll, John, actually, because it just it goes on and on. It will go on forever. Yeah. You know, they're white supremacists hiding in, your, hiding in the streets. They're also hiding in your sheets, it turns out. <laughs> because um, <laughs> although AOC is deadly concerned that the white people just are out to kill people of color every day and are also running the entire country... She does not suspect her own husband. No, her own husband is... um Okay. He's a <laughs> one of the good ones. He's one of the good ones, as you can see here. Representative AOC and her husband pictured here. A local black man, I'm sure. <laughs> Sorry, his face a, paints a picture in that. She's not the only squad member. Ilhan Omar, you may remember, there was a lot of uh, hoo-ha about who she was actually married to, and then a whole of hoo-ha about how it was uh, clearly a scam. She's going out with short-haired Moldbug, by the looks of it. So short-haired Moldbug over here has begun... <laughs> 
It's on point. He finally had a haircut. Yeah, so sure. <laughs> Shorthead Moldberg has decided to take one for the team. And they, uh, sorry, Ilhan Omar over here. So that's two squad members down. So that's, that's so 50%. How many we, so we've got two more to go, right? 50% of the squad are dating white men as right. they rally about how white men need to leave everything, all public life, right, when they're talking. Okay, about, let's try. Uh, can we get three for three? No, 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 no. The other two, I have been unable to obtain their spousal records. But I'm sure it won't be too long until we find but out. One day, one day he'll crack the code. <laughs> they'll slip up, but they'll also be sucking white D. Anyway, moving on to Kamala Harris, um, because the diversity hires, all doing it. They're all doing it too. Kamala Harris here, famously hired to be a diversity hire, and that was it. Uh, you may remember the BBC actually ran an advertisement in the UK to educate us Brits about who is Kamala Harris, because none of us knew, and totally everyone in America knew. See. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought the problem with the elites is that they were all getting together in parties and diddling kids. It turns out what they're actually doing is getting together and swapping white boyfriends. Well, at least some of them. Um, but the reason I brought up that point about the BBC is you may remember, I don't know if you saw it, they did bring up an image. I remember a, a screenshot and put it on Twitter where they put a picture of Kamala Harris and then an animation of brown, tick. <laughs> I remember that. Woman, tick. I remember that. Vice president, question mark. Now tick. Yeah, so there you are. Literally, she was only hired for diversity, and um, in her own room, she does not practice what she preaches, which is funny. I mean, that looks like it would be quite a diverse bedroom to me. Speaking of the uh, uh, the White House, she got the other diversity hire in the White House. There we are. This is um, the person who lies. Even the lesbians aren't immune. Even the lesbians. So you have here the, the lesbian spokesman for the White House, just another diversity hire, who decided to marry a white woman for some, some reason. I'm going to make a, a wild guess here Spend and say Supreme Court diversity hire. Should we go to it? Should we have a look? All right, let's Come take a on. look. Supreme Court diversity hire. Who are you? Oh, it's a white guy. There, there you go. So that's three for three. Do you, re do you reckon she was getting home ranting about the affirmative action decision? <laughs> <laughs> and he's there just like, babe, babe, babe. You're a diversity hire to me. I put, I, I, you were purely by merit, okay? <laughs> Uh, I'm sure she was. Anyway, moving on, because that's three for three. Literally all three of the prominent diversity hires for the White House, same thing. Don Limon um, also did the same thing. It's another man who uh, props up the ideology that won't stop whining about how white people are the devil. But well, I mean, he did, what, what does he do now? He doesn't work for CNN anymore. What does he do? He sues CNN, I believe. That's his full-time job <laughs> now. what he's doing? At well, moment? he'll get a lot of money if he wins. He'll never have to work another day in his life. Oh, all right. So, there we are. Um, if, if you're looking for work, kids, if you want to know what you want to be when you grow up, sue CNN. There we are. Laurie what Lightfoot. Before you decide. Laurie Lightfoot, you may remember this. Um, she's talking here about how she won't give interviews to white journalists ever again. So uh, she doesn't do interviews with whiteies. She doesn't talk to whiteies. She doesn't know any whiteies, except from her wife, who is a whitey. I didn't know like, Laurie Lightfoot was a lesbian as well. Yeah. A, um, one of those lesbians. That only dates white people uh, for some, some reason. Moving forward, because I also found a few randoms. I mean, there's this lady here, uh, Brettina James, MD, a Chicago-based physician, activist, black feminist, and anti-racist scholar. Got her own website here. Mm -hmm. Pretty significant following of other people who uh, talk about how they white hate white people and whiteness, and whiteness has got to go. Do you want to guess? White boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah, white BF here. Oh, white with, husband. Uh, there we are. White husband, in fact with um, anti-white GF. Funny that. A lot of people keep figuring this out, and it just, I'm a bit weirded out that there aren't a bunch of media pieces being like, so why are all the people on our side not 
not towing the line in the bedroom. The white supremacy of the bedroom. I can see the article now from Salon.com just talking about those ladies who are letting the side down. Because as I pointed out, this does seem to be a gender divide as well, which is um, it's all the hating white people girls and all the loving white people boys. <laughs> there. They get together. <laughs> that, that, that would solve one thing. And I mean, then you can create the colorblind society together. <laughs> you actually want that? You can. <laughs> there's, there's one route, doing it? I mean, this person pointed out, these women all suck the D of a white man and then in the same breath say we need to end white supremacy. Now, they did include a gay man in that lineup of women. Pete Buttigieg over there. Uh, yeah. I mean, he probably does suck. I yeah, mean, but... <laughs> as far as I'm aware, his husband is is white, so this is true. Should we take a quick look about what all those people hate as well, when they honestly talk about whiteness has got to go in the white world? Oh, yes, I saw this earlier on today. There's a local leftist who has come to tell us unspeakable levels of whiteness on the New York subway. No one's being robbed, no one's being mugged or stabbed or assaulted. Should we have a listen? Oh, yep. Let's, uh, let's take a look at this horror of the new world. season in New York. Yeah. yeah, horrific, horrific. A absolutely truly. disgusting lack of crime in this video. I cannot live like that, said AOC. <laughs> she went and got a white husband. Anyway, moving on, because of course it does go the other way as well. Um, over the weekend, you may have noticed there was a fun time over on the Fresh and Fit podcast. Oh, <laughs> you've not included my favorite screenshot from this one. Oh, or have you? I've not just added the screenshot. Oh, so, no. Oh, so, yes, I think I know... What oh, no, coming you up didn't. next? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> so this, for people listening, is uh, a happy Nick Fuentes with a, a, a happy, very happy-looking Nick Fuentes, in fact, young black lady with a tits out to the left hand. <laughs> which um, there we are. Nick went on Fred and f fresh and fit, and uh, well, we'll get the next image, and we'll see that, I suppose. In which uh, here's the huge lineup of everyone that was on that show, in and particular. Nick finally lost his virginity. Good on you, mate. It, it was all black women with the tits out, and um, <laughs> and Nick the asses the out. Yeah, that too. So there you are, shoving it into each other. Anyway, so they went on the show, and um, well, how do you think it went? Because, of course, they were all like, ooh, he's racist. Well, yeah, it's the Stone Tosh <laughs> meme, again, obviously. So they actually did it. Let's, let's uh, play what happened, which is um, they asked him to say the dreaded word. Um, yeah, presumably in the bedroom, too. Let's play that. Well, you can say it. Say it. Come on, man. I want you to say, say it. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, 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 what you got? You want me to say it? Yeah. Is anyone gonna hear it? I'm hoping that's coming. Yes. Let's hope it's just us. I'm sure it is just us. Kind of annoying. It's kind of funny clip. Yeah. So if the audio was messing up for you uh, watching from home, I'm sure it wasn't. But if it was, uh, as you can imagine, they were all goading him into saying a particular word, which we're not allowed to say. He said the word. And then they all cheered for him. They all went, ooh. Which, <laughs> you know, they all went, ooh. In fact, let's play this next clip, because someone did a zoom in. Got a particular lady next to him and her face. Let's play that one. You want me to say it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> For some reason, she was quite enticed um, by that. So there we are. Um, there was a response to the ladies on the show, which was quite funny, which I think we'll also enjoy because we'll go to the next link. We can see here one of the ladies oh. giving him a little kiss on the cheek. Little peck. She does the Allahu Akbar signal. Um, someone responding, black women, what are y'all doing? Well, 
having fun, my friend, because if here's the next link, we can see there were a lot of responses to her on Instagram. <laughs> because, of course, on the right, we can see her in her daily life. Black Lives Matter, I stand for George Floyd, fist in the air. Um, <laughs> can I just point out, when we're talking about you know racial mixing, the amount of um, overtly racist accounts that I've seen recently, either praising Clarence Thomas or, as we see here, using him as a profile picture is pretty fantastic. It's a wild world, the United States. And He's we'll click an official on that. member of the tribe. We'll click on that left image so we can show people what I'm speaking of in regards to the, the Instagram responses. As you can see, her there having fun with Nick and uh, her saying, you know, I appreciate inviting me on the show. I uh, never thought you'd be loving a black woman, would you, Nick? Blah, blah, blah. And the first response is, he's a white supremacist. You have a black son. What the F is wrong with you? Did people forget that like earlier on this year, late last year, he was in full support of Kanye 2024? Uh, obviously. I mean, people got short memories. But I also just love the idea. It's like, no, you can't. Oh, no, you egged him on to say the N-word. No. no. I did see. You're uh, making the racist not racist. No. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you've got it, um, but there was one particular woman, a black woman, I forget what her name is. She's appeared on iHypocrite before, but she was retweeting it and just saying, yeah, guess what? It's like I've always been saying, these people don't actually care about you using the word. It's just a joke to them. They just like it as an excuse to be able to get angry at white people for saying it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's, it's obviously the truth. And that's my, that's my real point, really. If we go to the last one here, just to make it, which is that, well, racism is kind of a meme in the West, and it has been for a long time. I mean, I, I suppose amongst the, the elder generations, you might remember sometime, I'm told in the distant past, it was racismus and it was awful and the thunder did crackle and blah, blah, blah. You know, etc. Everything was bad. Everything was evil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, my, you know, my generation, I'm sure you too. I mean, racism is just a joke. Like it literally is just a meme people share. It's something people bond over more than anything else in I mean, the modern world. Being racist can be quite funny. In fact, um, it'll make you uh, make out with black ladies or white men or... <laughs> it actually brings all of the racists Or together. Asians. John, just, just, I wanted to make sure the, 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 this, what this is quote tweeting. Um, just click on it. I just want to make sure if it's the image that I was thinking of. I think it is, uh, is uh, it, Nick here. Oh, no, sorry. It was the, Oh, yeah, it was the one that we looked at earlier. There, was the, there is the really funny one of him just copying a look overtly <laughs> right on camera I mean to be fair she was sat next to him the whole time just with her tits out so it's not that surprising that he did well, but it's that. still funny to have a f <laughs> wait wait the go, line meme. go, go back, back to the line, to the line meme, meme. <laughs> because it's so stupid I look at him he's strong stance facing the world uh, not hiding his penis there we are penis to the world so you know <laughs> anyway but the point being I mean outside the west racism is something that's still kind of serious uh, whereas in the West, it is just comical at this point. And I just love how you have, of course, the the uh, the anti-white GF over there screeching about how the world needs to be destroyed because of racism in the West. But at the same time, um, obviously, the opposite is the case. And there we have it. A lesson for you all. Never ask a racist about his wife and never <laughs> ask an anti-racist about her husband. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. Uh, moving on, I'll let John do his thing. Excuse me. I almost vomited. That's fine. Uh, You're right. Yes, I'm fine. What have you got in that coffee, man? <laughs> like <laughs> uh, nothing you want to know of. Uh. Anyway, uh, you were just saying that racism is a joke in the West, and that's 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 a fair interpretation when we look at all popular of the culture yeah. that you just put in forward. the institutions. Something else. Well, yeah, within within the institutions and even within cities, 
racism is still considered the most evil boogeyman to ever exist that is worth upturning all of Western society for and destroying all of Western culture for, which is what we're going to look at today because England is becoming worse again because one of our most... Whoop. Yes, one of our... Yeah, yeah, let's go. One of our most beautiful cities and one of the ones that, shockingly enough, unlike most major cities in the country, is still majority English, hold your shock, please, um, is going to be made worse because York is going to be made into an anti-racist city, whatever it is that that means. And looking into the data, looking into the information that's been put forward so far, it basically means that the inhabitants of York are going to be bullied and brainwashed and indoctrinated into hating themselves and their own history. Before I get into that, though, uh, appropriately, Bo released an article the other day on the website that you don't actually have to have a membership for. You don't have to subscribe to the website for. Just to remind everybody that we do put out free content, and this one has done pretty well as an article, because Bo's always do. He attacks the don't look back in anger idea from the Manchester 2017 arena bombings with some characteristic vitriol with his way with words. And uh, it's been quite uh, quite a hit with our viewers so far. So if you're just interested in checking out the website and seeing that you don't have to pay for everything that's on there, check out this article because, oh, oh boy, it expresses some feelings that I needed expressing for me. I'll tell you that, son. <laughs> yes. All right, oh. me lad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get me flat cap on for this one. No, uh, actually, that would be appropriate given what we're looking at. So, Yorkshire, if we zoom in. It's one of those northern places. It's around here. It's one of them places in Danorth, and it's about 87.3% white, which... That's, um, that's, that's the county there, I think. Although, like, that, 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 is, that is the county, but as you can see, it is quite a good statistic if you care about your country of England being English. I mean, specifically, I should mention for people listening, it's white, English, Welsh, Scottish, and Northern Irish. So these aren't Europeans, of course. People native to the UK yeah. and the territories considered within the UK. Uh, but as we can see, a lot of the Southeast is just colonized. And Manchester... I feel like is, I'm having a weather forecast. Manchester <laughs> is increasingly colonized as well. I mean, there are parts of Manchester, 56%, 48%. It's ridiculous. But then if we zoom into York, you don't have to laugh. I'm trying to be accurate no, with sorry, the data sorry, that I'm no, providing no, no. here, sir. I, I really want you to do a weather forecast where it's like, you know, in the north, expect um, calm and serenity, and in the south, expect sabbings and acid attacks. <laughs> exactly that. Although, to be fair, where's, uh, where's Nottingham? Nottingham, where we had the most recent attack, where the parents of the people murdered came out and said, oh, don't, don't look back in anger, guys. Let's see what that is. Oh, that's about 57%. What You can guarantee that if it had been 90%, we wouldn't have seen some of the crimes that we've got recently, I'll tell you that. Me lad. <laughs> me boy. <laughs> ah, Spongebob, me boy. <laughs> Spongebob, did you know that despite making up... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Spongebob, I've got an Asian wife now, you see. <laughs> able to put our differences aside, we were. Um, I've been invited on Fit and Fresh, I have. <laughs> York uh, just obviously has some areas where there's uh, a bit of minorities in there. There's some racial diversity in there. But for the most part, is quite a homogenous city. And if you look into it, the people who are there who aren't English are primarily Chinese. And if I go down to here to... Uh, any of the categories that include black, basically no one. Basically no one at all. Pakistanis, Bangladeshis? Uh, Pakistanis, let's check out. Nope. No. Barely. Survey says no. 
barely any at all. The major like minority within York okay. is just China, Chinese people. Okay. And, um, you know, some people have decided that this is a bad thing. Some people have decided they've looked at this map and said, needs to be more blacks. Needs to be more blacks. That's the only way that York will be a habitable city <laughs> if we include Sorry, more who's saying black this? people. Um, black activists, obviously. Right. Okay, or not we the need Chinese. It, we need it to... No, not the they're, Chinese. They're all right, actually. They're, they're like, you know, I'm... Uh, Nor the English people, opinion. either. Obviously, the English people who are living there would never say it out loud, but they don't... They're not That's begging the Chinese for it. Loud, they're not, yeah, the Chinese will say it out loud, but the, the English people living there aren't begging for an influx of minorities to come into the city. And uh, just, just to let anybody who doesn't know what York is like uh, know, uh, York has lots of lovely things that goes on. It's a Roman city. It was a Viking capital, Jorvik, during the Dark Ages as well. And there's a lot of history there that's often celebrated. You can see Look at this. They had a recent event on where they were celebrating the Roman history of the town. Proud people going out, dressing up, having fun. And you can see here, it's a very old city. And it's a very beautiful city. And that means that it's just a really nice place to go. But now somebody says they don't like that. They don't like that. This woman here. Would you trust this woman with planning York? I, I don't... <sighs> Is she seriously going to sit there and argue that there is a complete lack of people milling about train stations trying to sell me miniature Eiffel Towers? No, it's just that these people here, you see these happy people going about the streets and enjoying their local culture, celebrating their history. This child in particular... <laughs> is, she named him. ...is racist. <laughs> He's racist. Okay. He's racist and the entire city of York is apparently racist, which means it's got to be changed completely from the ground up. Sorry. If your town is considered to be racist by some random activist who isn't even from here, you've got to completely upend the way that your city operates and is managed. These, these are the new rules because remember, diversity is our strength. Or actually, actually, diversity might not be our strength. And did you know that the more diversity there is, there tends to be more conflict along those diversity lines, not just amongst the whites and the rest of the diversity, but even within the diversity itself. Did you know this? This is a rather unusual phenomenon that we'd never heard of before. Complete news. So it's an anti-racism body called Inclusive Equal Rights 3.0 have launched... So, hey, what? It's like it's like they wanted to get all of the buzzwords in. What happened to 2.0 and 1.0? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I imagine racial conflict broke them up. This, this real inclusivity has never been tried. <laughs> it's the third time. This is real inclusivity 3.0. That's right. We'll get it right this time, boys. Third time's the charm. So this is a woman called Hadi Nji. I'm not going to try and pronounce her name properly. I don't know how to. Says that she has suffered constant racism since moving to York in 2015 and will tonight become the chair of a new council-funded body. That's right, council-funded. York's... Sorry, just almost threw up again. For understandable reasons this time. Uh, York's Labour Majority Council, unsurprisingly, is giving your council tax money to these people so that they can brainwash your children. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Pay, pay, pay attention to that. Keep that in mind at all what times. What is her... Because, I mean, maybe, maybe York is actually completely unlivable if you go there as an ethnic minority. Presumably the Chinese just... You go there, it. you see all of the white people, and you go, how am I supposed to take these conditions? No, but she says she experienced racism significantly. I mean, was it the case she turned up and the Chinese started screaming at her? Or, is it, or what was it? No, no, no. So what... The worst was when a taxi driver didn't like her suggesting a different route and told her to get out of the car and used an offensive racial insult. 
Nobody's like throwing bananas at her in the street or anything, but she made a nuisance of herself in a taxi and he was mean to her as she this got out. He said, side of the story. This is her side of the story. He said a mean word to her and didn't give her a taxi, taxi ride. I'll be honest, I've heard of more racist places. Yeah, so, so, so have I. But she says there's barely a day that goes by where she doesn't experience this racial harassment. She's also been overlooked in queues, refused entry to a restaurant. No context given for any of these. Overlooked in queues? What does that mean? I guess you just have to figure it out for yourself. You're doing the shopping. Whatever your answer, the go, no. whatever your answer may or may not be, it's definitely racism, though. Okay. Keep that in mind at all times. Uh, then there is the constant, subtle, casual racism. When I pass them in the street, some people hold on to their bag or purse. I love this city, but this is not a human way of living. So once again, she's like seeing that clip that we played in the last segment of all the white people on the subway train in New York dancing and singing to one another, having a lovely time. And she sat there going, these conditions are unbearable. How could they do this? <laughs> Nobody's actually like harassing her in the street. Nobody's, you know, trying to assault her or rob her. Facing, you know, discrimination. But she's noticing that when she walks... Or... No, but when she walks past people, they might, you know, hold on to their bag. I'm sorry, but I don't care. I don't care. This is not a reason to destroy the city of York. Paddy, who had a master's degree in corporate law and works in risk management, says she has lived in several UK cities, including Huddersfield and London. Yet the harassment she endures in York is worse than anything she experienced elsewhere. Yes. I mean, if there is harassment, which once again is rather... I'm sorry, but sorry, Huddersfield sorry. and London have rather different <laughs> no, demographic makeup to uh, these places. I mean, this is a, 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 a riddle for the ages, I suppose. What's worse, someone grabbing their badge as they walk past you in London, because uh, let's assume well, well, in because York, they're racist. In York, York, York sorry, in, yep. Or when you're in London and they just take the bag because of the crime rate. Well, they stab you first. I mean, I'd rather be racially you know, stereotyped, personally. This is just, I find that a bit easier when I travel. This, than this being is just robbed. another case, like I say, of the uh, of the minority standing in the white majority place where everybody's just getting along with each other and having a good time and everything's being run properly and going, I can't stand this. I can't stand this. Why aren't people blasting obnoxious music as loudly as possible in the middle of the street? Just London things. Yeah, just London things. This is, this is the thing that Ash Sarkar would say as well. Oh, it's culturally enriched when you can smell 40 different obnoxious curries at the same time, and then you can also hear people blasting music out of their windows. For 25 pounds a serving. Yep, there you go. You ever been to Camden Market? Yes, I have. You've been recently? No. Hell. So, like, they, I don't know what they've done. I, I, went, I went about... I would, I would have been about 17, so about 10 years ago. So it's, it's and, got... And uh, there was loads of signs up constantly everywhere saying, mind out for pit pockets. I think they're still there. But yeah, they probably are. It's got really real middle class now. So you've got that huge diversity of all the world's different flavors and cuisines possible. But like, I saw one store, we sat down, and um, it was £9 for avocado on toast. This is just a, like a street store. With some ceiling. You could probably buy an avocado bread and a toaster for less than that. Yeah. I hate London. I hate London. But uh, she continues and says, often reporting harassments to the police has little effect, probably because they're listening and going, is that it? Is that it? You got any crime? Yeah. Did, did anybody try and rob you or attack you? or No, they just said a mean word to you. Bog off. That's what the response should be. They don't know what they're doing. They don't understand the subject of race and the subtleties of it. This often deters victims of racial harassment from reporting abuse, she says. They think, forget it. Yeah, because it's not a real crime. It's a made-up crime to suit 
obnoxious people like you. You're a complete joke. She says that according to the figures from North Yorkshire Police, cases of race-related hate crimes in York soared by 239% between 2010 and 2021, which, by the way, is kind of coinciding with slightly more people of minority backgrounds ending up in York at the same time. So probably just more people reporting that somebody said something mean to me. Yeah, I think it's also the statistic, what is it, like 60-some percent of all hate crime victims are white, and they're also Probably. underrepresented in terms of committing them. I would be shocked. And uh, a new body... Just two bits of data no one thinks about. So, as I mentioned, the new body had grown out of a motion passed by the City of York Council a year ago, which declared that York aimed to become the North's first anti-racism city. It was in October 2021, and the motion was unopposed and approved by all City of York councillors from all political parties. So it is heavily skewed in Labour's direction. I think there's 24 council members who are part of Labour, but there's three, I think, Tory members as well, as well as a few Lib Dems and a few Greens. And they were all just in complete unison with one another, went straight ahead with that. And I decided to... Uh, oh, yeah. Her group... Um, has the following initiatives, which I got from a different article here. So uh, they were called Speak Up to Diversity, and that group seems to have dissolved and been replaced by this inclusive Equal Rights 3.0. And they say, we aim to dismantle systemic racism with four initiatives, education and awareness, boosting BAME representation in decision-making, reviewing policy and tackling racist incidents in schools and workplaces. So what we're saying is we're going to... Uh, shove all of our own in operatives within the organizations, and we are going to brainwash you through education and awareness. Literally, point number two, we've seen this happen in real terms, only results in systemic racism against Asians and whites. Well, that's what it's about. So, These are always anti-white initiatives yeah. at the end of the day. That's what this whole thing is about. I looked into why it White might be... By increasing it. That this, I, I looked into why it might be that this whole initiative came about in the first place. What motivated people to start pushing for this? And uh, the best I could really find was that uh, back in 2021, there was a news story where fear is Brexit hate mail sent to homes in York saying, we won't be happy until you people leave. Here is the image. We have won Brexit. It is time for you to go back to wherever you came from. We don't need foreigners. <laughs> it's not then. Yep. <laughs> We don't need foreigners taking misspelling, taking our housing, our jobs, our GP places. We won't be happy until you leave our country. And this was just taken for granted that this was obviously completely true. There's no chance that this could just be, say, a leftist hoax. There's no chance that this yeah, could just be children playing a prank. There's no chance it could be anything other than racist hate groups getting together to try and scare off the. Let me see here. Uh, who was this sent to? Local Italians. <laughs> Nicoletta Pedis <laughs> said that she was in a. I've had enough of your pizzas. <laughs> yeah. Said that she was in a restaurant with friends in York and the group was speaking Italian when somebody shouted at them to speak in English because they are in England. Uh, how, oh, how rude. How I mean, rude of you. That's not unreasonable. But the, the I mean, that isn't unreasonable. <laughs> Go back to where you come from, you Italian Sicilian mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You bloody fascist. <laughs> it's actually anti-far being like, no Italians, no Germans. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, and then there's this clip that came out of her talking <laughs> about it. One of the chats is like, Romans, go home. <laughs> <laughs> Correcting the grammar. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. This is how you spell foreigner. <laughs> yeah, there's, th there's this clip of her that we might as well play as well. She says everything you expect, but let's hear it from the horse's mouth. Everyone, thank you for having me. Um, 
I am, my name is Hadi Nijai and I am from Speak Up Diversity. So I founded Speak Up Diversity, but it's not just me, it's me and the entire team. We've got a seven of us that are working to, 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 to dismantle and tackle the systemic and structural racism in the city first and then move beyond the city. So this is who we are, Speak of Diversity. And we've, we've named it so that it becomes very positive. You know, there are so many organizations, they have the racism in there. I think that's very important to be bold. Well, this is more about diversity. How do we dismantle the structural issues so that we can have a much more diverse and more inclusive um, society in York? Yeah, um, I think the thing that worries me most about that, as with all of these things, which is that she says we want to move it beyond the city. Eventually, we need to get it in the city and then move it beyond the city, because this seems like it will once again play into this initiative that the government seems to have to diversify the countryside, which seems to me to be a terrible idea. The same sort of initiatives where they say the countryside is too white, the farmers are too white, we need to replace all of the farmers with diversity farmers, which went so well in Zimbabwe and South Africa because white people don't know how to farm. Am I right, bros? It is an honest work, but it pays much. Yeah. Diversity farming. Well, it doesn't pay anything if you watch Jeremy Clarkson, uh, if you watch Clarkson's farm. I know. I mean, if you're a diversity farmer, you'll make money. I mean, she's a diversity farmer. Oh, uh, yeah. You could point there. So I can only guess at, well, I think the initiative has been given £25,000 as an initial startup from the York Council. So once again, if you live in York, this is what your council tax is going towards. Just like how I found out that £5,000 had been given to a local, uh, was it 5000 or five? Uh, yeah, it was £5,000, had been given by the Swindon Council to a local pro-migrant, uh, pro pro-refugee What's going on with those charity? trending? What? Those trending tabs. <laughs> Uh, I think we I think we know what's going on with these trending right. tabs. I imagine it will be covered on tomorrow's podcast. Let's not lose track of what's important here, yeah. which is how racist your Romans is. go home. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, you know, you can go on University of York, all of the different organisations over there. They've got the Speak Up and Report Racism, Equity, uh, Equality. Oh my God, Equality, Diversion and Inclusion. These guys are really behind the times. Not Equity. Very racist of you. And as I said, the Speak Up Diversity, the organisation as it was known before, their website is down. You can't really get onto it anymore, probably because the organisation dissolved. But I was able to find it through the web archive. And I just took a look on the website and it's a bit of a, you know, not not great as you imagine from these sorts of people but if you go pronouns. through the team every single one of them pronouns every single one of them is a woman they've got set, well possibly woman possibly woman plus but this is a, this is a very feminine initiative but I've, the thing that most interested me because everything says exactly what you expected to here is you, you've got this quote at the top of the page and it says racism is a profound deviation from the standard of true Morality. I don't remember that in the Bible, but okay. It deprives a portion of humanity, you know, when <laughs> when they're pre presenting the seven deadly sins, you know, and we're going to add an extra one at the end, a little asterisk, racism. Length commandment that everyone forgot. Yeah. It deprives a portion of humanity of the opportunity to cultivate and express the full range of their capability and to live a meaningful and flourishing life, blah, 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 blah. Cannot be rooted out by contest and conflict. Oh, we're not designating anyone as the other. Whatever. It says all the same things. The Universal House of Justice. And I was looking at this and thought, what the bloody hell is the Universal House of Justice? So I decided to, you know, what is this? I go on the website. The Universal House of Justice, an official website of the Baha'i faith. What on earth is that? 
International Governing Council of the Baha'i Faith. Its creation was ordained by Baha'u'llah. Baha'u'llah. Uh, sorry, are we, is this like Hawaiian? This is real. This is real. <laughs> Confer- we'll find out in a moment. Conferred authority upon the Universal House of Justice to exert a positive influence on the welfare of humankind, to promote education, peace, and global prosperity, and to safeguard human honor and the position of religion. And I'm still just there, like, what on earth is this? What's going on? So I just Google it, and I get this. The Baha'i faith is a religion founded in the 19th century that teaches the essential worth of all religions and the unity of all people. This is literally the cult of globalism. For their website, they had a quote from an organization promoting the cult of globalism. And it was established by this bloke here, this chap. It has three central figures. The Bab, considered a herald who taught his followers that God would soon send a prophet who would be similar to Jesus or Muhammad and who was executed by the Iranian authorities in 1850. I've never heard of this guy. And then it's got a few other people who claim to be prophets. This all is just some fever dream that these people who are going to be potentially restructuring the way that York operates and re-educating your children... Happens to be a bunch of cultists. Yeah, shockingly enough, crazy race cultists turn out to just be plain old normal cultists. I know. Big shock. Here's their website now. Inclusive, uh, Equal Inclusive Rights 3.0. Here we have the horrifying flat corporate people from every bit of corpo artwork you have ever seen. And uh, you can go on the report that they filed, where here's the report that's going to put forward the plan for anti-racism as uh, as an anti-racist city for York. And it's horrifying. It's terrible. I'll go through some of the information in a moment, because you can find it in here. It's best to just break down the information. So the campaign group, Inclusive Rights UK, that's what they're known as now, not just 3.0, set out the five-year plan. It found that 6.3% of the City of York Council's 2,600 workforce are from ethnic minorities, which has increased from 5% in 2019, compared with 10.1% across the national public sector. Of the nine members of the City of York senior management team, one identified as someone of BAME community, while its executive portfolio is entirely, say it with me now, folks, white. There are fewer than 10 minority ethnic police officers in York and just 5% of the 734 staff of the Tees, Esk, and Weir Valley's Mental Health Trust are BAME. The research also found that in 2022, hate crime incidents in the North Yorkshire police force exceeded 1,000 for the first time, and approximately two-thirds were race-related. No extra context. It's probably all minor inconsequential stuff. They're not talking about uh, violent crime. But if they were talking about the violent crime, you know, and crime that actually matters, they probably wouldn't actually be good reflecting on the communities that they're talking about in York. Because I decided to quit take a quick look at the government website on crime in the UK broken down by ethnicity. Don't do it. Don't do it. I will. I will do it. I'm about to do it. It's not the same as FBI statistics because they don't break it down by types of crime committed. They break it down by arrests and the ethnicity of the people being arrested. Nowhere in England did I find a single uh, county where it was anything less than a two to one ratio of black arrests to white arrests. White uniformly were the lowest. And in North Yorkshire, for instance. I don't believe that. Come on. No, no, honestly, because Asian is it's not to do ethnic groups or race. Because I'm thinking Indians. It was, it was, it was broken down by race. Ah, Eth- okay. Ethnic groups yeah. didn't go any further. They, I think, they used to do East Asian and Indian, but they've all been folded into Asian, which will also include people from Pakistani background and such. So that'll bump the numbers up a bit for them. Do they include all the Chinese in that as well? I imagine so. Yes. 
So that'll bump those numbers up. So white ends up being the one with the least arrests overall in the entire country for every single area. And in York, the ratio of arrests was two for one for blacks to whites. Now, like me, you could be a normal person and assume, okay, I guess they're committing more crimes. I would imagine that the sort of tactic that these people would take would mean that that just means the police be racist. Just hate black people. Sorry. That's the only way. That's, that's the only solution, apparently, to yeah, police arrests. It turns out hate crimes are a complete BS category meant to distract from actual crimes being committed by ethnically inconvenient people. Remember when Ricky Gervais stood up and said, we have no black nominees for such and such category at the Golden Globes, and then said, I'm terribly sorry, it just all the... Hollywood foreign press are terribly racist, so better much ne- better luck next year. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But I love it because it, it's so exposed. It's like, no, it's not because of racism. It's just there aren't any candidates this year. Sorry, this is not good enough. Yeah, I love where everyone knows that, but they'll play that game even in the Golden. They, of course, they play the game because it's all power game. And politics is about power games, but this is a particularly annoying way of doing it. That if you actually go through the prescriptions that it offers, ends up destroying a country. <laughs> That's the worst part of it for me. Uh, but the key initiatives of the strategy, this article carries on saying, developed with academics at York St. John University include asking employees to sound employers to sign an anti-racist pledge, targeted outreach for underrepresented communities, a racial equity commission to review city policies, and unconscious bias training for all city employees. So just empowering a load of disaffected freaks and people who aren't part of the majority population there. So typical solution that we've got these days for the elites in charge who are completely absorbed into this absurd ideology and actively want to tank the countries they exist within. But I'll carry on. We hope that this five-year plan provides a solid foundation for our city to become more inclusive and equitable to everyone. According to the Office for Natural Statistics, 92.8% of people in York identified the ethnic group within the white category, compared with 94.3% in 2011. Meanwhile, the population of York's Bain population grew to approximately 14%, meaning one in seven people are from ethnic minorities. Now, note that there is a bit of a disparity between that. If if 92.8% of them are white, how can they have a black and minority ethnic population of 14%? Literally impossible. Literally impossible. That would mean that you've got a population. But we have a five-year plan. 100%. Yes, we've got the five-year plan. Just trust Seriously, the plan, comrade. The actual anti-racist five-year plan here. Yes. We've got uh, an anti-racist commissar coming into York to decide how the city operates from Production now. numbers are not high enough. Yeah. Literally, a racial equity commission to review city policies. So you will have the, raci- the anti-racist commissar come in and tell you how to run your city. Absolutely ridiculous. But... If you were wondering what was going on with the maths and if the numbers were being a little bit uh, massaged, well, happily, the Daily Mail has two articles that discuss how everything in the report is a complete lie. I know you could have said that, you could have known that without reading the report, but it's good to know. So the report proceeds to show that the percentage is not fairly reflected across a wide range of local benchmarks, except the 2021 uh, census does not say this at all. Puts the non-white figure, as you would imagine given how numbers work, at 7.2%. Although it's not fully explained, what the authors of this study seem to have done is to split white British from all those else identifying as white and then transfer the latter to the black and minority ethnic total. So black and minority ethnic will also include Italians. Italians. (laughs) (laughs) Those damn Romans. Uh, Now I agree with them. uh, Romans go home. House of Commons data for the York Central constituency breaks this down. Go on. I always thought I was a white man, but uh, now yeah. I'm on the Council of Anti-Racism. Italians confirmed black. Finally. Happens every time. Every single time, yes. So uh, white Irish is 0.7%, white gypsy 0.2%, but most significantly, 
other white, 6.2%. Uh, so that's where they're getting the rest of those numbers from. Where it does show a very marked difference in this report is in hate crimes. These, the report concedes, have actually dropped by almost 30% over the same period of time that they're talking about. So they've not gone up 239%. They've actually gone down 30%. I've no idea where they've got the 239% from. The report makes no mention of the fact that the national picture is completely different. A rise of 37%. So York is actually going down when the rest of the country is getting more racist. Interesting to know. The York and Scarborough NHS Hospitals Trust has a much larger full-time workforce of 5,155. Of these, 27.8% uh, are black and minority ethnic. So you can't be making the claim that it's not diverse enough because in fact, they're massively overrepresented there. And when contacted yesterday, neither the Labour MP for York Central, the Tory MP for Outer York, nor the York City Council were available for comment. How convenient. And then in this next article as well, there's more information that they unearth, which is on the subject, uh, sensitive subject of racist policing, the report press release stated that the stop and search rates for black residents were around 90 times higher and for people of Asian ethnicity, 18 times higher than for white people. Can you imagine if that was a lie as well? Can you imagine the goal if that was a, well, it was a lie? It was a lie. But in the small print of the report, it was revealed that an overwhelming majority of the 1,843 of the stop and search incidents involved white British people. And just 33 for Asian people, 24 for Caribbean people, 21 for Pakistani people, and 13 of African background. Nowhere near what they're say, uh, suggesting. A section detailing personal experiences of racism was compiled by two academics from York St. John University. They reported some participants expressed that they had altered their own habits and routines to avoid being targeted for racist abuse in York. The most common complaint was exposure to racist language, attitudes, and behavior. They found examples of racism in health, education, and policing, and some believe racism was a significant problem in the city. Except this qualitative study was based on interviews from just 10 people six of whom worked at one university. So they might have all just been racist to each other because they all came from differing ethnic backgrounds. So 10 people say that the city is racist and I hate it every single day. And then also the woman running this whole project says, everything's racist, everything's horrible. People clutch at their bags while they're walking past me. And York City Council goes, so stunning, so brave. Here's 25 grand. Come up with a race commissar um, uh, come up with the race commissars so we can decide how to run the con uh, run the city as an anti-racist city. Absolutely ridiculous. But the most ridiculous part of this whole thing was this. The anti-racist charity behind the new plans to make York an anti-racist city in a document outlining its mission objectives features the claim that Roman York was predominantly black. These are the people. These are the people who are going to be in charge of the laws that the city passes from now on. It has been suggested... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. They're right. Yeah, oh, oh, Italians. Yeah. Oh, Romans. okay. Oh, oh, yeah, I see now. I mean, look, if they are black, then yes, the town was majority black. So. <laughs> well, they say it's been suggested by one historian, just the just the one, just the one historian just, actually, who was like, yeah, well, you know, Looney Tom, yeah. Looney Tom, <laughs> he's just like, oh, they're all black. Uh, one historian <laughs> around the... It's actually, it's like a Baz figure who's like, ah, well, basically black, aren't they? They're all black, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah, so the, the po uh, uh, at the time of the Roman occupation, the population of York, largely a military garrison town, was predominantly black, which once again confirms that, yes, Italians are black. And, it's, and just to 
just to say again, diversity is indeed not a strength at all. Let's let's move on. Now that brings a whole new meaning to Romans go home, isn't it? Ridiculously <laughs> racist. They weren't burning crosses, were they? I can't believe they released that movie. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> so folks, it just works. Which uh, people who don't know is a meme phrase for it doesn't work. I know it's, Callum, it's very one of cryptic. your segment titles. Obviously, they know it's a meme phrase. Well, it's you know it's one of those cryptic memes that people don't understand, such as it's the exact opposite meaning. Very deep knowledge, I know. Anyway, I'm only just <laughs> hearing this for the first time right yeah. now. Well, I'll promote something first before I tell you about what just works, which is Frank Dakota's Mal's Great Famine, which is something that also just worked. It just worked, guys. <laughs> if you're looking for mass population reduction in the smallest time possible, it just works. You eat some babies? Well, it just works. So there we are. Anyway, people who don't know what the hell I'm talking about, uh, the origins of this meme is, of course, uh, Todd Man, Big Todd, telling us about how, um, yeah, of course, it just works. Someone made a, a, a number out of this a while back. And you know what? I am going to play it. The audio and play a little bit of it. Friggin' hilarious. Let's go check that out. People have far too much time on their hands. I don't know. He literally just like said it twice and it, it became. Something that years later... It's because said. it was Todd Howard from Bethesda advertising Fallout 76. It was destined to be a meme. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> but anyway, because uh, of Todd's pretty little lies about what just works, I thought... Does E3 still happen? I, don't, I stopped paying attention I've to not it. heard about it in years. Because it used to be the big thing. Everyone around the middle of summer would go, okay, what's happened at E3? Let's laugh at what Todd Howard said this time. But now I just don't hear about it. I hadn't heard about it since maybe maybe COVID shut it down and they've just not brought it back. Honestly, I think the game industry is just so crap at this point. There's no point paying attention to E3. Yeah, true. It's, it's just cancer in, in every possible way. Todd regard. Howard might bring up another one for another trailer for Elder Scrolls Six, which will be released 30 years from now. I mean, I'd love to do a, a stream where we just talk about Fallout and, and what my boy did to that beautiful hey, genre. Go for it. For another time, for another time, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything on tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, I'm not on tomorrow, actually. Um, you can mock something up this afternoon. This isn't this isn't video. This <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Another time, whatever. I, I thought we'd just check in with the UK because um, it indeed just works. As you can see here, chap here wrote to the NHS and said, "Oi, oi, I'm ill. Take care of us." And they wrote back, "Can confirm that your referral was processed on the second, uh, sorry, the sixth of January, 2023, and we have placed you on the waiting list from that date. Please note that the waiting list is currently four years. We are currently seeing patients from 2019." Once you're next on the list, we'll be in touch and offer you an appointment. You can expect to be seen sometime in 2027. If only, if only we had imported more foreigners, this would have solved itself. It just works. <laughs> I mean, sorry, but yeah, I mean, the NHS is some kind of historic mistake. If we're looking at a waiting list of four years, I mean, I imagine it's not urgent. I imagine it's not, you're going to die in two weeks of cancer if we don't get you in. Now. But. I'm going I'm going to say this through gritted teeth. I don't think the NHS would be anywhere near as bad as it is right now if we weren't importing over a million people into this country every year. It still wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be ideal. But I doubt we'd be having waiting lists of four years. Maybe Harry, just two. Harry, foreigners don't get ill. <sighs> Idiot. Sorry. I forgot. Come on. Sorry, I forgot. I must not have got updated on the science In recently. Fact, 
statistically, they're all healthier than us, I'm told. Oh, okay. Why the rest of the world has a much higher um, life expectancy. Is that from one of those uh, studies where they have a sample size of like three people, all of whom are like Indian Brahmin? Um, no, my source is that I just made it the F up. Oh, okay. Oh, Came right. to you in a dream. Good to know. <laughs> I'm a scholar. <laughs> yep. Anyway. You're more of a scholar than those bloody <laughs> York people. But talking about it, there's some other stuff that just works, which is the UK medical industry in large, as you can see here. Vaginas are being rebranded as bonus holes by <laughs> cervical cancer charities uh, because of stuff we can't talk about on YouTube. I am. Um, this is a very porn-brained headline. I, I, <laughs> I mean, it's it's the kind of thinking that's presumably someone who's just obsessed with anal would come out with. Yeah, but like you're down maybe, with the. Maybe we are being a bit too harsh. Maybe the sex education reform in the UK really is necessary <laughs> because this person. <laughs> Whoever did this cervical cancer charity did not get what they needed from their education. There's just there's the anal Dave over there. He only does anal. That's, that's all he's obsessed with. So you're chatting to him at the bar. You're like, oi, Dave, why do you only do anal? And he explains. And he goes, well, the other bit, it's just a bonus hole, isn't it? I mean, sincerely, I don't know how is, else is, you could get to that conclusion. Is Dave at the pub who's also like, oh, well, Italians are just black, aren't they? <laughs> he's a very influential man. just that one guy at the pub. Uh, pub Dave has <laughs> been running the country by accident. <laughs> he's, he's actually completely pissed. He goes well, to the uh, same pub as the Tories and they've been listening into his private conversations. <laughs> Since the 1990s, <laughs> something has gone terribly wrong in this country because uh, Pub Dave has been... <laughs> Uh, uh, I hate this country so much. I would be so much happier if that was the truth. Yeah. Because then all we would need to do is find this pub Dave and tell him, just like, whisper in his ear. Hold it. Hold, uh, maybe keep it to yourself, mate. Yeah. But um, no, um, there you are. So if you have a bonus hole, um, <laughs> listen here bonus hole and front hole are both deemed acceptable. What about vagina? <laughs> no. It's, no. The, it's the bussy and, and the wussy. So you've got to get the wussy. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good point. It's just, is this cervical cancer charity just run by femboys? <laughs> They've never seen a woman. Is Pub Dave into femboys? The wussy is, this, the wussy. The, the, is this the twist? Pub Dave is really into his femboys recently. Yeah. Oh, God. The culture has changed quite quite a bit. So people are going to have that stuck in their head now, they say. So um, you're welcome. You can you can go home, look your wife in the eye and say, give me a wussy. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Because there's some other things that just work in the UK, such as the bank closures. You may, you may have been told about this with this segment on it, which is everyone was having their bank closed for saying certain things we're not allowed to talk about on YouTube. Turns out this has now been expanded to defense companies. So companies that do the defense contracts for the Ministry of Defense are having their bank closed because that uh, could, be, could be a bit racist, couldn't they? Close them down, boys. This story is just kind of pointless. They go on to say that obviously this was a mistake, we swear. What law are they using to close these people's banks? How are they justifying this? Um, so for people who don't know, the news is that where the argument goes that, well, you could be a politically exposed person, which is a term we've made up. Uh, no one uh, who's British, as a side point, has ever been, who is on the politically exposed person list, has ever had anything to do with money laundering, which is the given reason. Ah, uh, okay. The arrest... All right. Well, no, no, we'll start with the convictions. The convictions, rounded to the nearest zero, are zero. Um, it's because it's zero. And the arrests for such a crime as well are also zero. Okay, because the, the, something that I've seen regarding this might uh, suggested that they might be wanting to do it so that they can try and come out from under EU law and regulation where they, 
it tracks, is an EU if, directive that caused all this. Yes, where it tracks whether, you know, basically it tracks if you're money laundering through your accounts. And some people are like, oh, that regulation is not going to be good for me in the long run. So let's uh, manufacture some consent to get rid of that one. Yeah. I mean, uh, Nigel Farage has pointed out you could just delete this tomorrow. It is an EU directive. Uh, British government, not so interested for some reason. Quick update on all that, though, on the bank closure scandal, because a friend of mine sent me a clip from GB News yesterday, and it was a lady who was not a politically exposed person, but had been put on the list because screw yourself, I guess. And she was on GB News mentioning how she couldn't open a bank account. So she asked them why. They obviously said nothing. Wouldn't tell her. So she got a lawyer. All right. And then started uh, doing the legal stuff. And she managed to find out the source of the information about why she was a risky individual was from WorldCheck. Now, WorldCheck is a database, as it writes here, politically exposed persons. And the specific group in uh, responsible for her situation was the company listed there, Refinitiv. Now, Refinitiv right. are a company you've never heard of, don't do any good in the world. Merger deal with the Blackstone Group, though, and if I remember correctly, Blackstone used to be part of the same organization as BlackRock, and they kind of split into two organizations in the early 2000s, I believe. Wouldn't be surprised. And the uh, detail here being that Refinitiv, literally all they do is collect data, and then they sell the data as accurate and valid and blah, blah, blah. We've made up this term politically exposed persons, which just means somebody who's not part of the globalist left, I assume. Yeah, but in her case, it was especially funny, at least for me, not her, obviously, because it was just complete bollocks. So, for for example, they said she lived in Monaco. What does that... She'd never been to Monaco. (laughs) (laughs) Not only is that a strange thing to be put on a list for in the person, it's not even true. No, just like, I've never been there. So... Don't know anyone who's been there, so I don't know why I live there, according to Refinitiv. And Refinitiv have just made this up, presumably, or read it on the internet from, I don't know, 4chan posts. All right. Sarah, she lives in Monaco, but she's... No one even on 4chan does Is that like a euphemism or something? She went to Monaco to expose her bonus hole. They they then listed the rest of this bollocks that she said that they had on her, and then she said, yeah, also none of that is true. Can't have been true because of these reasons. So I messaged Refinitiv saying... That's, none of that's true. This isn't me. I live here. Here's my, you know, bank statements or, or utility bills or what the hell are you talking about? And apparently in their, in that case, they went, oh, sorry about that. We just had the wrong information. It's like, oh, and you guys are in charge of who not, gets debanked that's as not well. The, that's not the end of it, though. <laughs> sorry. Where did you get that? Because it's obvious bollocks. <laughs> sorry, your bank account got sl- shut down and we took your uh, house off you. We just had the wrong info. Just a mistake. This... We are run by the horrifying bureaucratic technocrats who yeah. just run everything off of computers. And if anything goes wrong that actually materially destroys your life, that's just a computing error, lad. Sorry about we, that. We, we live in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You think you live in 1984. We live in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Well, there's a list here of false claims. So these are only false claims because they were actually tried, as in the company or group that would lied about went, hang on a minute, and actually went to Refinitiv or... Uh, the respective organization and went, no. So you can see here, the, the one that's most related to us, though, you know, we know the chap, for example, Majid Nawaz from the Quillian Foundation. Now, he was listed as a terrorist because there was an investigation by Vice, so some lies well, by I mean, Vice. I mean, I mean, to be fair, he, he was in the past, correct? But or... not, not for like decades. Yeah, not for about 20 <laughs> years, but he was in the past. He was actually a counter-extremist for decades, using his previous knowledge to obviously destroy extremism in the modern day. And they only ended up backing down because, you know, he, he threatened to sue them. 
But I love how Vice over here made up something, and these guys just went, well, a terrorist, I've read it on the internet. And then this Vice would be, never lie to me. This seems to be a, co a coherent reason as to why this happens. Now, Refinitiv don't seem to be actually regulated in any meaningful way in regards to, can you get this information correct? I mean, the lady on GB News is just like, yeah, it turns out they had no fact checkers. They literally just read stuff on the internet and then listed it in their database and then sold the database to banks who don't check it either. Now, no. I mean, that seems like a rather sketchy way to run a banking system to me, but who am yeah, I? I mean, imagine a world in yep. which the banks don't do any checks on I didn't go to eat, doing. so I guess I'm just not qualified to comment on it. Almost like in 2008, when they said that this immigrant that's just turned up, sell him a mortgage. They can't read English, don't worry, give him the mortgage. No one does any checks in the banking industry, so I, I'm not surprised. It turns out, apparently, this is all literally just leftist newspaper makes something up about you. It's written on the internet. So the Carl Pilkington of the world who runs Refinitiv just writes it down in the database. Carl Pilkington would do a much better job. He would. At this. Let's not besmirch his good name. There's harm to the world. There's also the point here that Nigel Farage still can't get a bank, if you're wondering. He just released a video. Oh, really? Inspired. Yeah, he's now on his ninth, of course, bank that won't give him a bank account. So there's that. Some other things that just work. So the BBC just works. Hey, guys, news no, it in. <laughs> well, it does its job of um, all being nonsense. The BBC calls in the police of a presenter being accused of paying a teenager for explicit images. No, I'm going to read it. Don't need to, do I? <laughs> we all know it's the BBC. <laughs> BBC was... uh, I just want to say this is speculation on my part, but just to remind everybody, the entire BBC will be infested with these types, and it's simply a, a matter of public sacrifice to throw one to the wolves every so often so they can look like they're doing something to solve the problem. Just, just a normal S show, in case you're wondering. I mean, this person here, make a point. BBC <laughs> journalists are covering the suspension of a BBC presenter saying they went to the BBC for comment and were told nothing by the BBC. There we are. That's, that's how you know you're the best and brightest. I mean, frankly, um, I don't know any of the details because no one can because they're not publicly released yet, but uh, I can speculate without evidence. There we are. That's there you go. Because it is my sincerely held opinion. I mean, you might get a job at that uh, that, that word check place now. <laughs> Refinitive. <Yeah. laughs> anyway, but I have my sincerely held opinion that Maya Tusi is right. And I suppose we'll play this clip of uh, his position on what happens if you do walk into a BBC building of any kind. Can we play the clip, please? Good evening, paedophiles. <laughs> that's all. That's all. That's that's all I've got for what I assume. You know, that makes we, sense to me. We go in the office and everyone says good morning. They get that, BBC. I presume. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I know some people from university who went on to do some internships with the BBC. I'll ask them if that's just the average morning. Mm, seems so. Anyway, just some other news, things that just work. The housing market in the UK, absolutely beautiful. We can see here, good news, Zoomers. Finally, the fire sale has begun. House prices are down. 0.1% <laughs> from last year. That's not since the 90s, obviously. That's... The typical property now costs only <laughs> absolute bargain right here. 285,000. Well, close enough. Let's round up. Let's not be dishonest here, folks. 286,000 pounds. Your parents would be jumping at that if they were back in the day. So what honey. was it? You could buy a house for nine grand. Throw that aside, 286,000 bargain. For the internationals watching, that's uh, 363,000 US dollars. Basically giving it away. Fire sale, my lads. And, and this is Alan, the thing. What do you reckon? We should go out and buy two or three each? The reason I bring it up is because, of course, you may remember that all the landlords were bleating about how 
the housing market's going to crash and their mortgages are going through the roof and therefore their properties aren't going to be worth anything and therefore they won't be able to pay it and yeah. that's why we need the rents up. And they had all the other people who own houses being like, this is disaster, we're all going to die because I mean, it turns yeah. out uh, this ruining the world like they do was overpriced. Maybe a bubble needs to pop. No, instead the bubble's being kept up as much as possible. Boomers must be kept. Yeah, I, I will mention sidely here, I, I did read an article, I didn't include it, but the government has stepped in to now offer people who would default on their mortgage, which would be a, a rebound of the system, because if you offer a mortgage to someone who can't pay it... That would be that market thing that Dan talks about. Yeah, usually the, like, there's a market or something. No, the government stepped in to insist that the, the mortgage regulators must offer interest-only mortgages and etc. Yeah. They're now debating actually further propping up the mortgage market to make sure this doesn't fall any further, because holy crap, my boy. They looked at everything that led up to 2008 and just started taking notes. Ooh, good yeah. idea. What if we didn't have a free market? Uh, this isn't the only response. Um, Jacob Rees-Mogg responding with the government response. We need to build more houses. This is the terrible response. This is the wrong response. We might need more houses, but I do not want to pave over the country. Personally, I could think of a response which would help the people who own houses um, and also the Zoomers. Which is well, you racist, bro. Well, please fix graph. Graph too much, too high, too many. Avert your eyes. Avert your eyes from the graph. This graph, I've been told, <laughs> has said holds its bag closer to itself <laughs> when it walks past black people in the street. People listening, it's an immigration graph, and um, immigration graph normal, and then something happened in the 1990s, and now immigration graph not normal. Immigration graph pretty abnormal. In fact, um, as it's I've mentioned previously, gone off. For people who don't know, this graph, I, I used to update it with these little points every year. I did that one the year before, and then I did this one as a bit of a joke, being like, haha, it's gone even higher than we would ever personally record. And then there was the previous year, which is taken in piss. Yep. So I'm not even going to bother. So there you have it. What was it overall? It was like 606, almost 666,000, literally almost the mark of the beast, the number of the beast that number. Was net. That was net. Well, this is net migration. It was a, I think it was 1,600,000 1, gross. Bagillion. Bagillion. And I think after we get two bagillion. Six gorillion. No. <laughs> <laughs> Once we get two bagillion immigrants, then economy fix, I presume. Because you can see here, for example, uh, for people who don't know, I did see a lot of responses from leftists who don't seem to know, and we haven't replaced ourselves for a good old 50 years now. So. Yeah. I've looked into it. It's not, it's not us buying the houses. In the period between Blair opening the borders and now, the actual native-born population has reduced by about somewhere between 500,000 and a million in the UK. Yeah, it's, it's literally, we're not living in the houses, so we can't be buying them, is all my point. I mean, it's kind of difficult to be a landlord if there are no people renting from you. And I've, I've seen some people suggest, oh, we would still need to be building more houses anyway because of the natural population increase of the natives. No, we wouldn't. No, We literally wouldn't. There's less no, of us. No one thinks that. What we need to build the houses for is the immigrants. And we need the immigrants because they're going to build the houses. And if we don't have, <laughs> and if we don't have the immigrants, we won't have anyone to run the NHS. And if we don't have the NHS, we won't have anything to solve <laughs> to, 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 to heal the immigrants. To heal the immigrants, and, then, and we're going to have the immigrants because they pay the taxes. Because without those taxes, we wouldn't be able to spend the money on the immigrants for, for the NHS. And if we, this is almost starting to sound like all of civilization is just based on the foreign population. Do you, was there any problem with? You play Tropico. Uh, I've seen people play it, but do you ever hear about this thing? It's this weird little historical tidbit called the late Roman Empire. I mean, that one too. Yeah, there was something that they did, I think, where they brought in foreign populations. It led to a collapse, widespread yeah. chaos. Now, but if you, I must just be making it up. More torturous, probably more relevant 
example you're giving are a more torturous gamer version, which is if you play Tropico, for example, and set open door as your border policy. Oh, no. Because you, you start with a population of like 50. So you'll end up yeah, with yeah. like 25 people coming a month, which obviously is mad. But then you have to start building more houses to house the immigrants. Then you have to start building more hospitals to house the immigrants. Then you have to start giving more jobs. So you set up more mining facilities and farms so that immigrants can have jobs. And then, of course, well, they need houses for those jobs. So you build more houses for the immigrants. And they start building more hospitals for the immigrants. And, and you this get is all this just endless, have the open borders set on. Endless cycle when you play Tropico of just trying to play catch up with the immigrant population. And the natives have completely forgotten about because they're now 1% of the population. So what you're telling me is that Eton education should just be replaced <laughs> with Tropico. Unironically, the, the leading ideology a better job. of people like El Goko over here and the, uh, well... British government, because El Goko is not the only man who believes this. I mean, I made the point, just memingly here, but skip over. Here's the government making his point for here, which is we need more immigrants for the houses for the immigrants, for the hospitals for the immigrants, for the jobs for the immigrants, which we're going to need more houses for the immigrants. And then we'll get the tax from the immigrants so that we can pay for the other immigrants (laughs) who won't be paying taxes, which is why we need the immigrants to come in so that we can make up for the taxes. There's no flaws in this thinking, trust me. (laughs) There's no downside whatsoever. To this actual government opinion. This is a Ponzi scheme. This is a literal pyramid scheme. But a pyramid scheme which may work for the new world where you've discovered some land and let's populate it. Doesn't really work for when there's a population already living there. Or doesn't work for them. Who cares about them? What if you hate them so, with all of your spirits and you want to see them die? Well, then it would work. Oh, great. If you want to eradicate well, now, all the Indians, that, you yeah, know. Yeah, then we get an idea of what the motivation for the classic class is evil American imperialist, yeah, you would. I mean, this guy here, he argues that, well, he calls on ministers to reopen the UK's borders to tens of thousands of more young workers from the EU in order to tackle the acute post-Brexit labour shortage, such as this one. This one here. This this labour shortage. (laughs) It just works. Seems like we should have more than enough. I would have thought, but apparently we're lacking a, a large number of men to to mill around the train station selling souvenirs. So there we are. I mean, they're a vital part of any economy. Sadly, the public have been completely misled, at least if we're to believe YouGov, who have polled themselves. So I don't know if there's only 72% in here, but whatever. Um, their polling shows that people blame the conservatives. That's fair enough. Uh, house builders, that's not, doesn't really make much sense. Local, also, no. Like, but we, don't, we aren't replacing ourselves. We actually could build zero houses and we'd still find housing, but older generations are to blame. Okay. There's also people blaming younger generations. Complete waste of time blaming each other. Might, I mean, might I, this I, one. I can see some logic for the older generations, if only because, I mean, who's been in charge of the country for all this time leading up to this point? The immigration minister it's, is kind of old. It's not been us, has it? No, I mean, he's not 23. No, he isn't. So, there is that. Anyway, let's mention a place where things do just work to end this off, because we can see here local journalist. Japan is awesome in so many ways. <laughs> I saw this. But one of the best parts about being able, uh, the best parts of Japan is being able to walk anywhere as a woman and feel safe. Didn't expect so many racist replies. My God. <laughs> well, you tried. Anyway, it's not going to have... those dudes and their Asian wives. Not going to pass a comment on that one. Just wanted to say, yet another journalist defeated on Twitter.com yeah. by... by giving a statement about reality and then being like, oh no, oh no, what have I done? Oh no, if I follow the statement about reality to its logical conclusion, it might mean I'm racist. But anyway, Japan, um, it just works. Apparently you can walk on the street like a woman and um, not be... <laughs> that goes for all you men as well. Like a woman. <laughs> and uh, for, for the West, um, not so much, but that's because uh, that's it just works, folks.
to the video comments. Greater Appalachia is the isolated mountain region home to the Scotch-Irish descendants. These warriors of the Old World eradicated the Native Americans, taking the mountain range as their home. Devout Christians of a queer sort, they revel in both the peaceful mountain life and the thrill of violence. Personally, two of my neighbors are Vietnam veterans, and they both speak fondly of the war. To them, it was like a coming-of-age story. Indeed, the Appalachian people's love of war is only rivaled by the love of pastoral peace. They pay little attention to the outside, unless there is yet another call for blood-soaked adventure. I love how that fits so perfectly on what we were saying about other colonizers just before. Yeah. It was like, well, they turned up, exterminated the natives, and uh, love war. <laughs> anyway, clone. Here we go. Uh, I'm putting on a gig on the 22nd of July. Uh, audio's gone for us, John. Um, let's make it up. I can see it, though. Saturday, 22nd of July. No, I've I've already interacted with this man. They play cosmic death metal. Yes, there it is. I'll be doing more video comments with more information about the gig. Ticket link below. Sponsored by Swansea. There. I, I did. I think um, you're the one who sent me a link to these guys on Twitter, and I did listen to them. They're actually really good. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make the one for the 22nd of July because he said that he could put me on the guest list. But if I do end up being able to go because I'm free or something, then I'd, I'll definitely see you there. Have you ever played Death Metal? Um, one of my old bands incorporated growls into a few of their songs, but that was... Sorry, what? <laughs> growls, that's the yeah. type of vocals that oh. death metal uses. So, oh, okay. The cookie monster vocal. Right. That's the style of vocals. Oh, it was just something for the ladies in there. No, we didn't just have bring up huskies <laughs> on stage to growl into the microphone or anything. Um, but that was in, in a power metal context. So, And this is all totally different. So foreign to metal, you. Yes, they are actually very different from one another. I'll send you some examples later that you can uh, be confused by. You'll probably turn around and say, oh, this sounds the same to me. Yeah, probably. No, they don't. We'll see. I'll let you all know. The next one. Listening, we're watching a man make some rings. Not just a man, we're watching John Joe. My favorite scene from Shin the List, that bit. No, seriously, when they make the gold ring? I've not watched it properly. Oh, really? No. You watch, did you watch the start? They go, ah, oh, this is boring, right? <laughs> what do you mean you didn't watch it properly? <laughs> Unironically, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, I know. Dude, it's like three and a half hours. I know, in a sense. It's misery I've porn. I've read about this. It's misery porn for three and a half hours. Oh, the ending's great. So um, he, so he saves the juice. That's the right. juice. So Because he, he wants to build a factory, and he's like, you know what, I think uh, the Holocaust is actually wrong. About halfway in, he figures out that, after he's been doing it for a while. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was doing a little bit of Holocaust in here and there. S sincerely, that's the okay. funniest part. Where he's all just right. like, well, you know, fair enough. Put them in the camps. Well, you know, fair enough. Take all their things. Well, you know, fair enough. Hang on I a mean, minute. I've seen bits and pieces <laughs> of the film. So I've seen that. I've seen the part where they make a road out of great, out of tombstones, which seemed, uh, you know, I know that Spielberg has been, you know, he likes to exaggerate such things, but that seemed a little bit silly. I think they did do it in one camp because they just happened to be on a graveyard in the middle of nowhere. So I like to dig up all the graves. But still, it's the fact that they purposely just go, ah, let's just make a road out of but it because we're evil. 
<laughs> it's, it's kind of the Nazis aesthetic, though, I'll be honest. But anyway, but the point being, I, I like the ending because what they do is they, uh, there's this uh, Jewish guy. It, well, they're all going to get set free. Uh, like, he literally has the, the Germans come down. And he's like, look, you have orders to shoot them. All go ahead. All go home and don't be a murderer. And, and they don't. But then he, uh, so the, all the Jews are like, what the fuck? <laughs> why'd you do that? I was, I was a bit, we could have died. <laughs> but then they, they have this one guy who's got some gold fillings. So they pull his teeth out. And then they, they melt the gold filling into a ring for Schindler. Oh, okay. And then he has a mental breakdown because he realizes, hang on, I'm really And rich. the man that made that ring, John Crow. <laughs> <laughs> Should have known. Yes. Should that, is that head cannon now? Just... That's my cannon. Okay. That's actually what happened in real life. John Crow's actually 110 years old. I'm sorry about the Holocaust. It was quite a kerfuffle, John. <laughs> I hope you're over it. <laughs> Let's go on to some of the written comments, shall we? So, Woke on the Streets, um, Paddy Griff says, the right don't have yellow fever. Conservative men just tend to prefer a conservative woman. Happens to be. I, I, I have to say, I know quite a few of these men with yellow fever. Yes, there are some of them that just like uh, conservative women from conservative cultures. There are quite a few that just really like Asian features, specifically East Asian Japanese style features and Korean. That's just the honest truth of it. I tell... Uh... Story. I'm not going to name the guy. So oh, okay. Don't hit me. Um, rightio. So he um, likes that. So he went to Korea, got himself a lovely Korean GF. All right. Okay. Um, going to be a Korean wife. Going well for him. Problem arises. Um, South Korea is infested with American culture. Ah. Uh, and one of the things that they're infested with is uh, plastic surgery. Oh. And one of the popular things for Korean girls is to have their eyes done so they look like Western eyes. So, you know. But that kind of defeats the purpose of what he was going there for. Yes. Yeah, so um, the other thing that they have in Korean culture is that you don't consult Your anyone partner. about the plastic surgery. It's just considered... Um, a thing that you do. Yeah, perfectly liberating, normal thing that women do, and men shouldn't have a word in it. So he, he had the dream, and then it turned into a nightmare. She did it. Um, it wasn't what they broke up over, but it was one of the things he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's very strange. I think people go over there, they, they do have the sort of fetishistic aspects of, oh, I just like the way they look, without considering that there are some different cultural elements over there. They are different people with different ideas of the world. Caught one out. Oh. The Wigan survivalist getting called out. Me, has a Filipina fiance. Also me, sweats in white nationalist. Are, you, are we sure that's supposed to be Wigan? Did you just misspell something there? <laughs> uh, Drew Doobhan says, don't be fooled. Every white BF you've shown probably has their very own ball gag and fuzzy handcuffs. This, this is what I'm talking about, yeah, yes. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. But again, sort of the white nationalist. So that's a whole other conversation. It's just for the woman in the case. Uh, Karen M says, Harry, your conquest, your comments sorry, about Justice Jackson's hubby saying, I married you purely, purely for merit. Made me burst with laughter. So oh yeah. you're welcome. Tom Webster says he's a white supremacist. You have a black son. Almost <laughs> like <laughs> I'm leaving that alone. <laughs> Stanley West says hypocrisy is the last most important value. What a shock, lol, man. I love York, uh, though I just visited once and hope nothing changes in my next visit. There we are. That's in the wrong segment. But there we are. All right. Shaker Silver says I had seen an unironic anti race-mixing meme from black Twitter against having sex with whitey. It seems even the more genuine race warriors, the progressive cause, are nothing but hypocrisy. That's probably the black nationalists, to be frank. They are quite um, on the money when it comes to that stuff. They're, they're very strict about race traitors. If, if they don't want to, you know, sleep with people from outside yeah, do, their own race, whatever. I don't. The, the black nationalists, I think, are the most 
just like draconian in regards to this. They're actually sincere. It, it, it comes from black women predominantly. It's not the black men who are obsessed with the black race. Well, it's like really funny. It's like we looked into as well with the OK Cupid statistics. It's, um, st- statistically speaking, white women are the most racially selective out of all other yeah. women. It's quite interesting how it's always the women who, as you would expect, are enforcing these things. I'll read some from my segment while we've got a bit of time left. Tom Gordon says, as a York native, recently I've noticed that practically all social housing and private housing within the city and close to the center has been given to a certain ethnic group of young men. A friend of mine got evicted, and the very next day after she leaves, I noticed that they were moving in about four black guys into her apartment. I'm really sorry to hear that. That sounds terrible. I've noticed this slightly affecting the nightlife here, as I myself have been walking down the street to go to my favorite bar, and a group of these guys decided to pick a fight with me for no reason. I wish Labour would just die at this point for slowly ruining everything I love. I'm really sorry to hear about all of that. And the, the harsh truth of the matter is, uh, and I don't think it's racist to say this, which is that just different people from different backgrounds, ethnic or otherwise, have different ideas of the world and have certain traits in their behavior uh, that are more common in those particular peoples. And so, yeah, when you get different people being moved into the city center, you'll get a different culture there. You'll get a different behavior, different nightlife. And oftentimes for the people of native English descent, it will be worse for them. And that's what I see going on in York and lots of other cities. I love how that statement is considered mad in I know. mainstream media. Different people are different. If you did shock horror that, news, you'd have to think the whole world was the same, and there'd be no point going on holiday because it would be exactly the same. Yeah. Well, I don't think that the whole world is the exact same. Which is obvious bollocks. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. You can't just fly lift people into a country. But why would you go abroad if it was the same? Different scenery, I suppose. That'd be the only but thing, though. believing that. It's, like... yeah. it's, it's, it's stupid. Sophie Liv, I'm going to be honest with you. This woman sounds schizophrenic, seeing racism everywhere where there is none. This is what microaggressions are to me, making people schizophrenic. Absolutely, and it's encouraging people's bad behavior. Stanley West, hypocrisy is the left's most important value. What a shock, lol. Man, I love York, though. Just visit it once. I hope nothing changes in my next visit. I've been there once in the past as well. Gorgeous city, lovely people. I'm hoping that it doesn't get completely turned on its head as well. Ethelston 95, the way you see leftists con- um, condemn racism and cry out that the majority English places show that it's never been about racism, it's about hating the English and gaining power. Exactly that. Uh, let's go on to some of your last comments as well. I've only got one. Oh. So I haven't seen Clockwork Orange, so that's going to be lost on me as well. Uh, Fuzzy Toast does say, though, another interesting game about immigration is Rimworld. Played Rimworld? I'm, um, I'm not a PC gamer. I still need to get a PC. I'm sorry, guys. Point, point and laugh at the, what the you man need to do. who has not spent a thousand hours playing Hoi If you want me, <laughs> if you want me to get a PC so I can understand all of these things and have experience, what you need to do is you need to subscribe to the website so that Carl can pay me more so I can afford a gaming PC. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> Damn. Let's end on that note. And uh, if you want more, go to the website. Um, if you don't, don't. That's uh, pay me. <laughs> Give me money. <laughs> so have they named who the nonce is at the BBC yet or not? I know there's some contenders. Hugh Edwards is the one that people are going for right now, but that is just speculation as far as I'm aware. Although I have, <laughs> the seen, started some taking censored, <laughs> I have seen some censored images, shall we say. I don't think Hugh Edwards is a nonce. Um, I, see, I see Jeremy Vine as the people's favourite. For <laughs> He's the awards. people's nonce champion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an award show at this point. It's just like, well, who is it? So uh, I, I think he's put out a statement saying it's not him. So there's that. So he's... Again, can't sue me. And he's he, he's the one that I've seen other news publications hinting at, but obviously we can't say for sure. Anyway, join us tomorrow for, for the Nonce Awards. Bye.